0: Right into this world, all alone. God takes your soul, you're on your own. The crow flat strain, the perfect line. On the devil's bed until you die. Christmas Dusty Dave gave to me a show talking about TLC and some other stuff because this weekend wrestling was weird and yeah what's up everyone it is the man of a thousand gimmicks your boy Dusty Dave Uh, so as I open the show with this show is for the eighth day of Christmas uh, I will Extend my holiday well wishes To you and your friends At the end of the show But, uh, yeah So, originally this episode Was going to Talk about The weekend Wrestling TLC Etc, etc But then I realized talking about TLC Kind of takes care of the Raw and Smackdown End of it So, uh Yeah, a few things from the other feds. Still don't know what's going on with Kenny and Impact. However, uh, Bullet Club reunion, who knows? It was nice to see uh, Kenny with Big LG, Doc Gallows, and uh, Carl Anderson, the machine gun. Uh, Looking forward to what's coming next with that. On AEW. A lot of bullshit. Don't know what's going on with Kenny and uh, Don Callis there, either. Uh, It's looking like we're going to get Darby Allin and Sting. Who knows? He even recently tweeted, when Sting's ready, I'm ready. So... Curious to see that Um, We are getting a continuation Of the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa feud Which is going to be great I'm still surprised That we don't have uh, Britt Baker uh, Getting the title from Hikaru Shida However I potentially think It's coming whether or not it's For the next pay-per-view or the following. I mean, the next three weeks, uh, AW has specials planned. Obviously, NXT has New Year's Evil, and we got our first slate of matches from that. So, yeah, but this week's really a WWE week. Now, I'd like to uh, just hit on NXT quickly. I don't want to talk about the whole show, but we have Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor 2 at New Year's Evil and we're getting Karrion Cross versus Damian Priest. But I like both these matches. I'm curious if we're gonna see Kyle O'Reilly win the title. Um it's weird, especially with the fact that Karrion Cross is now back. And I understand having him decimate again before being back in the title picture makes sense. But in the same respect, he never lost the title. He had to relinquish it. And if you remember when Balor relinquished it, he came back and he got a rematch right away. So who knows there, but I'm really looking forward to New Year's Evil. Now, I just want to preface this with I'm recording this while Juniper Rabbit is in her playpen. She's having some fun being a little bunny. Uh, if you guys ever want to see stuff from Juniper Bunny, you can find her on Instagram at J-U-N-I-P-E-R-B-U-N-Z. This is going to be our first Christmas together with me being her permanent parent. Uh I was fostering her for a while when uh, her permanent bun mom uh, was going through some stuff. But now she is my permanent bun daughter. So she makes me happy. She's getting spoiled this Christmas. But now let's go to TLC. Now, I did not have very high expectations for this pay-per-view. You guys know how I feel about the gimmick pay-per-views. However, this one hit it out of the park. I don't think there was a low point in the whole show. Um I mean, maybe the lowest point was a pre-show match in which Biggie, Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable and Otis defeated King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm not going to lie. I don't really watch the pre-show matches unless they're title matches. We all know how... A regular pay-per-view, you're usually seeing a title or two knocked down to the pre-show. Not the case. Um. But yeah, I'm really enjoying this uh, Chad Gable and Otis partnership with the Alpha Academy. Um, the one thing I will say, though... Is while everyone may not be a fan of Otis's comedic character, I was, and uh, I'm not exactly a fan of the fact that over the course of the match or even during the entrance, Chad Gable is acting like basically taking that away. Trying to change Otis. We all know what happens when people try and change others. It doesn't usually work out. But it's an interesting storyline. Nonetheless. And I still can't believe Cesaro is as. Underrated. Like he's so much better than they book him. Shinsuke Nakamura. A couple years ago won the Royal Rumble. And then we had Balls of Mania, where uh, AJ uh, gave him the low blow. But um, really what I got out of this match was a continuation of the Sami Zayn and Big E feud. And uh, we did find out that this upcoming Friday for the Christmas episode of SmackDown... We will be getting Big E vs. Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm curious how they go with it. Um, I would like to see Big E win it, but in the same respect, Sami's still pretty recently back. And I also would like to see Big E go on to bigger and better things. So we'll see what happens with that. Now the show opened up with Drew McIntyre defeating AJ Styles. It started off 1v1 TLC. However, we had a failed cash in by The Miz. Um, the reason why I'm talking about this first is uh, between putting the briefcase on Otis at Money in the Bank and then having him drop it to The Miz after Tucker interfered, Tucker's barely even on the shows anymore to this, and I even read that Creative was told to come up with storylines for a Ms. Cashin' tonight, and they were all awful. So apparently, the backstage struggles with scripting these shows isn't only Vince, which I find hard to believe because he literally probably vetoes everything. And while I understand that money in the bank doesn't always have to lead to a successful cash-in. If this was what you were going with, what was the point of what was the point? It's more believable for Miz to lose versus Otis losing. I don't know. I it, it's fishy. I didn't like it, but outside of that, AJ Styles and. Drew McIntyre were taking some Serious serious bumps Um One in particular that stood out Was uh, McIntyre Throwing AJ Styles Over the ropes uh Through a table and AJ Styles three quarters Of his body missed said Table Um honestly my back I, I personally have back problems Too along with um Consistent knee issues, so I know what it's like to have nagging, uh, stingers and injuries, but oof My back was not feeling it Um, i'm not sure if maybe aj styles is going to take some time off It wouldn't surprise me Considering the bumps he did take but um Along with the other TLC match, the use of the tables, the use of the ladders, the use of the chairs, thankfully not the stairs included in the match. But they did, in fact, um, use the stairs like a typical match. But um, even though I'm not going to get right into the Roman TLC match, I will say that TLC match blew this one out of the water for sheer physicality and brutality. Um but there's one issue that really na- was nagging me with it, but I'll get to that later. Um I'm curious who Drew McIntyre's next opponent's going to be. Um I hope to God we don't get Randy Orton. Um it'll be interesting because uh the roster is kind of lacking, and I'm curious, considering the continuation of the recent low Raw ratings, if we're going to get some sort of shakeup, even though we just had the draft. Um, reports say that WWE is learning its lesson with these low ratings. Frankly, I don't believe that for shit. I remember two years ago the other day. Vince, Stephanie, and Triple H come to the ring. We're listening to the fans, et cetera, et cetera. No, we're not. No, we're not. So I don't know where the storyline is going with Drew or with AJ, but more and more I am enjoying this pairing of AJ Styles with Omos. Um... That's going to definitely help uh, improve almost as a whole. Mind you, he's still very green. He's still a relatively recent signing, and uh, we've only really seen him with Raw Underground as a security guard and now AJ's body man. But um, a pairing like that, if you're in the orbit of AJ Styles, you're you're going to absorb like a sponge. AJ Styles is one of the best in the game still. And, um... I mean, even when I had my virtual meet and greet with Adam Cole... Adam Cole even said... My main roster dream match would be AJ Styles. Considering the history. Both in Bullet Club. Both missing each other. Um... Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and that's kind of what we also got with this match with Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. Considering AJ was in TNA, then did the New Japan stint. While he's doing that, we have Drew McIntyre, aka Drew Galloway, doing uh, his tenure in Impact. He even had a go at the uh, Impact World Championship. And then he returned, came to NXT. We had AJ in SmackDown, the house that AJ Styles built. They were always missing each other. So the fact that we finally got this match, it was great. Um, They both performed uh, on a big AJ Styles guy. I would have liked to see him win it. And also, even though I historically have hated on The Miz, I would have liked to see a successful cash-in. Even though, ultimately, I would like to see Morrison be in the title picture. In WWE, he hasn't been in a main title picture outside of the ECW. I'm talking about like top belt on the brand. And that was in ECW. Yeah, he's had runs with other championships. But... He's held championships in Lucha Underground. He's held championships in Impact. He's held championships across the Indies. He's held championships in Triple A. So, yeah, uh, I'm curious to see what comes next. But moving on, we had Sasha Banks defeating Carmella by submission. Now, I'm I'm already blown away at. Sasha's reign so far Yeah, it's still very early into it. However, when you think about it like When Sasha's wrestling like she she's not Getting squash matches. She doesn't fear You know Showing weakness or getting down in a match so to speak I think both her and Carmella Came out shining in that match. Um, I'm still trying to understand. This untouchable gimmick with Carmella. And like the Somalia. Thing. But um, that Meteora. That Sasha did. Uh, from the apron. To the Somalia. Also gave me some back pains. But. Literally both these. F- female competitors were. Showcased. Moveset. We saw multiple uh, codes of silence and multiple bank statements. Um, some of my friends on Twitter even pointed out uh, they're fans on Sasha Banks, but if you're going to give Carmella an untouchable gimmick, I, I actually did go into the match thinking that uh, Carmella was going to win the title through dastardly means. And then Sasha was going to get it back. And they were going to have a elongated feud. They could still have that elongated feud. However, it's going to be a little different. But it doesn't really go with Carmella's untouchable gimmick. Especially with all those vignettes you had in like, the picture. I still don't understand the picture from the vignettes. But um, kudos to both these women. Like, literally... Fucking kudos to both these women. Um, I also would have liked to see Asuka defend the Raw Women's Championship, but obviously we'll get to that later. She was in the women's tag team match. Um, But Sasha's money. And, I mean, just the way she's grown uh, and is holding herself, it seems like she's taking the reins as like a... A bigger role of like a back a backstage leader. Um, we can even bring up uh, recently with the um, third party ban from WWE corporate. Sasha did have a sit down meeting about it with Vince McMahon, as compared to earlier in her career, even in the uh, 24 in the Chronicle about uh, the. WrestleMania 32 match with um Charlotte and Becky um, She Didn't Beat around the bush regarding uh, Not feeling comfortable talking to Vince McMahon But obviously All of the horsemen Have grown into phenomenal Competitors and uh, Yeah so if in fact that Is true and in all honesty It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, It's good to see Sasha not only going to bat for herself, but for the other women in the division. So the following match, uh, we had the Hurt Business, consisting of Cedric Alexander and uh, Shelton Benjamin, accompanied by MVP, defeating The New Day, consisting of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Now... I think we all knew this was coming. Um, I mentioned last week we could be seeing a expedition of gold or a la the Undisputed Era's um, prophecy. Uh, however, I'm not going to lie. I don't exactly see MVP as a, a world champion. But considering the work that he's done with... Bobby Lashley, if you remember before MVP, he was in the Lana Rusev, now known as Miro, uh marriage divorce angle which was fucking weird. Um, Shelton Benjamin came back was doing enough was doing nothing. Um and Cedric Alexander was basically uh the soul of um Him and Mustafa Ali were considered the heart and soul of the cruiserweight division. But, um, yeah, and going up against a team with the, uh, title achievements such as the New Day, it, you can never go in too cocky, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm liking this pit bull Cedric, so to speak, um. Sometimes we've seen it get him in trouble, but um, no, it's 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 definitely a breath of fresh air, so to speak. But um, yeah, it it was a great match on the parts of both teams. A lot of near falls. I actually thought uh, New Day had it when Kofi hit the S O S. I'm 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 always blown blown away at how good that move flows. It, it's literally like a work of art. But um, yeah, it, it really. It wasn't that long of a match. Uh, the site that I have right now has the match uh bell to bell, about ten minutes. Um. And frankly, outside of the, uh, outside of the TLC matches and the, uh, and the Firefly Inferno match, uh, 10 to 15 minutes was really the, uh, average bell time, but obviously for a gimmick pay-per-view, you're going to put your focus on the gimmick matches, um, And even the gimmick match that didn't belong, so to speak, the Firefly Inferno. I have a lot to say about that match. But uh, congrats to the Hurt Business. I'm curious to see what the next step is. Um, Curious to see who Bobby's next United States Championship feud. Um, And also they posted a picture uh, after the win of... um, Cedric and Shelton with the tag belts, Bobby with the United States championship belt, and MVP with a world master's medal. I'm not sure exactly what competition that was from, but uh, it was a pretty dope all the gold picture. But we'll see what comes next, and we'll see who uh, Bobby's next opponent is. I'm definitely thinking, even though they said that rematches aren't uh, definite anymore, we're obviously going to be getting a rematch with the New Day. And I refuse to believe that the Hurt Business is going to be a short champion, or this was just to put another tick on their bedpost resume, so to speak. Um, So now we're at the... Women's Tag Team Championship match Now initially it was going to be Asuka and Lana But Lana was taken out On this Monday Past Monday's Raw, And we got the return of Mandy Rose I initially thought that it could potentially be Mandy Rose Who would team with Asuka Um But Earlier uh, Earlier in the day rumors started going around through the dirt sheets and through Twitter from uh, good old David Meltzer, Argo, fuck you, David Meltzer, I hate you, um, that it was going to be Charlotte. And um, a lot of people pointed this out, but um, it's interesting to see how Meltzer will always, always drop a WWE spoiler. But we'll keep the uh, keep the keep the gun uh, close to hip regarding AEW. Um, I I've said it many times. I love all wrestling. I love AEW. I love NXT. I love WWE. I love Impact. I love NJPW. Uh, but it, it, it's always interesting when you see someone. In the uh, internet wrestling community, obviously we know that he has uh, The Observer, and so to speak, and he's well-respected, uh, so to speak, even though his some of his five-star and beyond are absolutely atrocious and matches that he doesn't get five stars are absolutely atrocious. But it's always interesting to see that he has no problem dropping a WWE spoiler, but AW, not so much. So, uh, fuck you very much, Melcher. But lo and behold, Charlotte was in fact the mystery opponent. Now, my biggest worry about this was that Asuka and Charlotte were going to lose, and then we we're going to have a rehash of. Charlotte going over Asuka at Mania 34, which I was in attendance with, um, the uh, brothers from my former podcast, Kings of the Rings, Will Tereshuk, and, uh, King Ricky Rosé. I was very bitter about that. I do not think Asuka Street should have ended then, but it did. Um, however, I was wrong in this case. Asuka and Charlotte did work really well together. Um, I'm just happy that the belts are off Nia and Shayna. I'm not a big fan of Nia. Botch Jacks. like, every time she gets in the ring, my biggest worry is who the fuck is, in fact, is she going to injure this time? Uh, that's been a really big concern of the internet wrestling community, and I understand it. And Shayna Baszler just isn't doing it for me. She really isn't. But uh, I'm curious if they did this so Shayna, because if you remember, even back towards uh, Money in the Bank, Shayna did did say that uh, even before Money in the Bank, Shayna was lying in wait for the Raw Champion. So, who knows if we could get this transition to a Shayna versus uh, Oscar feud, which would be great considering their both good with strikes, grapples and submissions. The Kirafuda Clutch versus the Asuka Lock, aka the Crossface Chicken Wing. Um I just don't want Nia Jax anywhere near championships. I made mention last week about how uh WWE Corporate is having a bunch of wrestlers do uh, more classes at the Performance Center, Nia Jax should be one of them. Literally, every time she doesn't move, I'd I fear for that other opponent. But um no, we had Charlotte uh, winning with natural selection. I'm still trying to figure out how that's a finisher. Um, Obviously, as a flair, you usually would expect the figure four Slash figure 8 leg lock um, I don't think Natural Selection Has the oomph Of a Finisher However to take a page out of Randy Orton's book Regardless of any point Of the match It could come out of nowhere And uh, A lot of people were complaining That Charlotte's back uh, no, it's great to see her back I mean, I'm not gonna lie The In this case, abs, for me, absence made the heart grow fonder Uh, obviously she and Andrade have been, uh Taking some time away from the ring I'm not sure if Charlotte had uh, nagging injuries Or if she had, uh, any, um Procedures to fix anything Um, but, uh Yeah, no, it's, it's great to have her back Um we have t- uh, One Horsewoman Back on Raw um, We have Sasha And Bailey holding it down for Smackdown Obviously Becky Lynch uh, is away Having just a couple weeks ago Given birth to uh, her And Seth Rollins' daughter Named Rue Congratulations to Rebecca Quinn And Colby Lopez uh, you're, It's going to be a beautiful Fucking baby Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see if this is going to be a semi-decent length reign. Um, when you think about it, you have Lacey Evans on Raw, you have Dana Brooke on Raw, you have the Riot Squad, you have Peyton Royce. So you have teams on Raw, but I still remember back in the day when, um, they said that the titles would be defended on the NXT, 2 It's crazy how things happen like that, isn't it? But uh, congratulations to Asuka. She's now the first uh, champion to have won the Women's Tag Team Championships with two different partners. First, obviously, being Kairi Sane. Second, now being Charlotte. Um... Their relationship will be a storied relationship as allies, as opponents, and uh, this will be an interesting chapter, so to speak. So now we move on to Roman Reigns, accompanied by his counsel, Paul Heyman, defeating Kevin Owens in a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the Universal Championship. Now... I have a couple negatives I want to bring up with this. Obviously Jay's aligned with Roman. Obviously the bloodline, the table, whatever the fuck you want to call the faction. But with the amount of times that Jay got murked, he had no business keep to keep getting up. He had no and literally Kevin Owens had the match won, but Jay, Jay was the thorn in his side, so to speak. But, and a lot of people were also saying that the match went long, and it did. I mean, I have the times here. Uh, Drew versus AJ and added with the Miz was twenty-seven minutes and five seconds. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens was actually 24 minutes and 45 seconds. So, the people who are saying this match went too long, it wasn't even the goddamn longest match. But the sheer brutality, I mean, the table spots, um, a- anytime backs connect to ladders, Due to suplexes or slams, it it's rough. But I mean, I gotta commend Kevin Owens. I love when somebody gets put through the announce table, and all the broken pieces of the table are then used to quote unquote bury the person put through the table. When you think about it, yeah, it's smart. But also, those broken pieces aren't exactly the heaviest thing. So shoot, it's stupid, but kayfabe, like, those things are supposed to be, like, the heaviest fucking things ever. (laughs) But, um, no, same thing I said with, uh, AJ and Drew, this match made bigger stars of both of them. And, uh, one of the things that made me laugh was the fact that, uh, Obviously, Roman has Jay and, uh, de facto Paul Heyman, but Paul Heyman doesn't get involved in the match physically anymore. Um, oh, how the story would be different if Kevin Owens had allies. However, everyone backstage must be operating on the idea that what happened to the last couple of people that Kevin Owens was, uh, friends with, um... Festival of Friendship with uh, Chris Jericho and uh, Sami Zayn. Yeah, Kevin Owens does not have a good track record with Friends. So it's interesting that they're still playing that uh, while he's not the most hated, no one's going to come out of the woodwork to help him out. Now... Another thing I'm surprised about is I actually figured that Jay was going to be taken out of the match like he was. But I didn't think he was going to keep getting up. I kind of thought that we were going to get a return of Jimmy. And Jimmy would be the one to quote unquote put the nail in the coffin for KO. I still still think that is going to happen down the road. Um, I'm curious to see if uh, we're going to get a couple singles matches between Jimmy versus Roman and Jay in Roman's corner. Uh, similar to the way that Jay was brought into the fold with uh, the table, so to speak. Um, But, yeah, no, I... I It's been a while since I've seen that physically grueling of a TLC match. I mean, obviously, we can talk about the ones between the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. But i was never really been a fan of the one-on-one or the uh, singles match, so to speak, TLCs. I, I've always thought they were better gimmick matches for tag teams. Um, but let's be serious. Christian is storyline injured, retired. Edge is recovering. Dudley's uh, Devon is an agent. And uh, Bully Ray has uh, the serious show with Greca And I'm not sure if he's still involved with Ring of Honor. And I don't think any of the tag teams right now are really on that level for TLC. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes next. Um, now, the final match was the Firefly Inferno match. Now, when this match first started, it took them, I want to say, like 5-6 Five six minutes before the fire Happened I was kind of curious I didn't know if it was going to be a typical Inferno match with that beam The metal beam around The ring and it wasn't like that Uh no It was actually one of the most aesthetically Pleasing Inferno matches How it had the pyro From the boxes and it had These metal beams With like the fire kind of like Rotating around it But um no, it, it 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 was something else. I mean, one of my favorite spots was the return of the rocking chair from uh, the former iteration of Bray Wyatt. Randy was on it, and uh, Bray was going to light him on fire, and at the last minute, Randy was able to escape the chair. Um... I'm trying to figure out why Randy keeps going over the fiend. Like it, it it doesn't make any sense. And uh considering the fact that the fiend is one of the best things going and he's consistently losing some of these matches, like it's it I don't understand it. But um no, uh, w- the ma- really the craziest visual from this match was how the back of Bray's jacket got lit on fire. And usually when you're lit on fire, the first thing you think of, remember back to uh, growing up when you were in school and were having those uh, seminars with the fire department, stop, drop, and roll. But no, he... Was able to get to the center of the ring Where he Became motionless Quote unquote And then We had the return of Arson KO I say Arson KO because uh, In the lead up Obviously They showed the whole history of Randy Orton Versus The Fiend And Bray Wyatt And we've got a uh, return visual of Randy Orton lighting the barn that uh, was over the burial place of Sister Abigail. We all remember lighting it on fire. Uh, That's where I dubbed him Arson K.O. But there just so happened, by where the commentary table would be, just so happened to be a uh, one of those red containers that you uh, fill up with the gasoline. And, uh, yeah, Randy doused the body, quote-unquote. I'll talk about why I'm saying body, quote-unquote. And uh, lit it on fire. Funniest thing was uh, did it with a match when there literally was fire all around the ring. And uh, literally the whole body quote-unquote engulfed in flame now i say body quote-unquote because uh, a lot of people on twitter pointed out that the bait and switch was so obvious i actually have to watch back so i could see how obvious it was but a lot of people on my timeline were pointing out that in fact um You could tell it was a mannequin with uh, the fiend's clothing on. Apparently, the chest of the mannequin had concaved, so it didn't look like a human chest. Like I said, I'm going to have to go back and uh, see if I can find where the bait and switch was. But, so overall, top to bottom, I must say, I was thoroughly impressed. I'll give this... um, I'll give this an 8 out of 10 uh, Wasn't perfect But there, for me wasn't a low point Other than the pre-show match Now We also had the announcement Of the next pay-per-view The beginning of the road To Wrestlemania Will be on January 31st uh, So Obviously Rumble season is where It all kicks into high gear I'm still curious on if, in fact, we're going to get fans back in the stadium or, in fact, where the location of WrestleMania is going to be. It's supposed to be in L.A. at SoFi. However, L.A. is not doing too well with the coronavirus right now. And, yeah, while it's still months away, they had to move... uh, one of the uh semi matches for the college football uh playoffs from the rose bowl because the families of players would not be able to be in attendance so my thought is that in fact we will not be having a hollywood wrestlemania however there is on the east coast uh Raymond James, that was supposed to host this year's, that didn't get to because of COVID, and Florida is absolutely fucking crazy with their COVID restrictions, aka lack thereof. So it'll be really interesting to see. Um so we're drawing to the end of our episode. Before I get into my plugs about the few uh what's coming in the next couple weeks with the fourth wall pop network and drop my Instagram and the show's Instagram. I want to take this time out to extend my wishes to each and every one of you listeners for a happy and safe holidays. Whatever you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of them. These are really tough times we're living in, and uh, be safe. Take care of yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally. We've all been going through the ringer this year, and I also wanted to say how thankful I am to have you guys as the listeners. To not just my show, um, not just me, but our whole network. We wouldn't be here without you. Um, I am looking to, in the next uh, year, make more episodes like I started doing with the uh, Pit Stops based on what you as a listeners would like to hear. So I really would appreciate if you guys could get in touch with me about stuff you'd like to hear about. Um... But yeah, and uh, obviously in the new year we have two days of Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash with New Japan. I'm probably going to do some shows on that, but that's neither here nor there. You knew I had to slip it in one time during the show. Um, And also, you could check out our swag shop. I'm going to once again drop the link in this episode's uh, tweet. So you can check out and get swag from all of our shows. And like I said, stuff for the Crossroads and for myself, Dusty Dave, is coming. The Crossroads logo is being reworked because the PNG file was corrupt, and I am having some alterations made to a logo that I had previously for an old solo show when I was a nomad, and I wasn't part of the... Um, fourth wall pop network. So, there will be crossroads merchandise on the way. So, we're at the end of the line. It's your boy Dusty Dave. You can find me on Instagram at OZTEP08. You can find Juniper Rabbit on Instagram at JUNIPERBUNZ. And you can find me on Twitter at I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y-D-A-V-E. And you can find the Crossroads Podcast slash Crossroads Pit Stops at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-D-E-S. And you can find any episodes of any shows ...on our network, the 4th Wall Pop Network... ...at F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-L-L-P-O-P... ...with the Anchor link in bio. And be on the lookout because we will be expanding to YouTube in the new year. You'll be able to get audio from our shows... And I know some of us are even looking to do some video. So be on the lookout for that. More information could be found. And until next time, remember, hashtag TikTok, do the work, and hashtag make it pop. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Well, you'll get another episode before New Year's, but Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and until next time, Dusty Dave.